I just got off of a Zoom call with all of our seven-figure flipping and seven-figure multifamily mastermind members with a guy named Brandon Dawson. You probably have no idea who he, who he is. But after you listen to this podcast, you're going to know exactly who he is and you're going to want more. It's interesting. People that are very widely known have a ton of views and a ton of listens online, all over social media. And this guy flies under the radar. But he sold his company for 77 times EBITDA. Absolutely insane. Like that's unheard of in the business world. And he came on and agreed to share an hour with our members. And I want to share it with you on the podcast to show you what's possible inside of your business. Listen to this all the way through. It will be massively transformational for you. And this is a big reason why I'm promoting Grant Cardone's challenge and why I'm going to spend an entire week there and then an entire like three weeks after coaching, teaching and expounding on it for real estate investors. Brandon Dawson is absolutely brilliant. And I'm really excited to share this with you guys. Um, he gave me massive breakthroughs in the couple masterminds I got to spend with him. And I can't wait for his training to come out inside the challenge and then what they're going to offer during the challenge for after. So make sure that you guys sign up for this challenge. You're going to get a lot more of Brandon. You're going to get a lot more of Grant. I'm going to be doing extra coaching and training. And we have massive bonuses just for signing up for free. So if you're not already in there, January 24th through the 28th, this is going to be life-changing for your business. And then I'm going to show you the application to real estate. So I'm adding a ton. This interview with Brandon, interview with Grant, um, a bunch of videos and trainings we've done, I'm adding it all in for free. So make sure you sign up. The link is in the description. You can also go to um, sevenfigureflipping.com slash grant, sevenfigureflipping.com slash grant, the number seven. I'll see you guys there. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I'm excited about this. I'm pumped. Uh, it took a little bit of work. You guys know last week getting uh, Grant Cardone on with you guys and now getting his one of his business partners, Brandon Dawson on. I, I was in San Diego, as you guys know, September of this year or last year now. And I got the opportunity to spend a day with Grant and Brandon and Pete and their team. And it was incredible. Like uh, some of the breakthroughs that I saw and I, I didn't know Brandon before then. And Pete, Pete made a statement in the beginning, who here knows Brandon Dawson? And you know, there are some people, like quite a few people in the room that raised their hand, but I didn't know. And then uh, he came up and gave a presentation. It was probably about an hour, right, Brandon? And it was just like, it, it expanded what I think about scaling and growing a business. And his background was absolutely insane. Um, selling a company for 77 times EBITDA, going through and learning and studying businesses and, and implementing those. And then you know, selling that business and then going on to a whole new venture with Grant and the things that they're doing right now is really cool. So you guys got the opportunity to spend some time with Grant last week, and I'm excited to to talk to Brandon today. And I hope he's, I know he'll share some things with you guys that will change the way that you look at your business forever. And uh, I'm excited about it. So Brandon, thanks for making some time. I know it's really busy time for you guys setting up for the challenge and everything that you're doing. It really means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to everybody on the call uh, that you would take some time out. Yeah, of course. Time. Well, I always enjoy spending my time talking to entrepreneurs. We have we have uh, three groups in town right now, uh, about 150 people, uh, different areas that we've been working with them, anywhere from their first introduction to us to to six months of delivering reverse engineering and building their business plans to people that we've been working with now for for the better part of a year that are seeing unbelievable growth. So, you know, taking an extra, taking an extra hour to talk to a bunch of future potential uh, partners and, and people that we can work with is, is always a good use of time. Love it. Hey, could you give them a, a little background on you and maybe some of the, uh, your, your accomplishments and some things like that. So they kind of get to know you a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was uh, 26 years old and I was running a sales department in Minneapolis and I decided I, I didn't want to work for a corporation and started on my entrepreneurial path at, at just when I turned 27 and, and uh, you know, high school graduate, 2.4 GPA, I was least likely to succeed in high school, little town in Oregon. And uh, I just was determined that I was going to succeed. And so I quit a job with a newborn and a two and a half year old and sold my house and everything and talked my wife into moving back to Oregon and decided to be an entrepreneur. And between the age of 27 and 29, I just went out and grinded to raise my first million dollars, try to buy some businesses, 
by the age of 29, I had uh, I had a, a public company where I rang the opening bell, the American Stock Exchange. It was a private equity backed deal. Um, acquired 130 locations and and thought I was off to the races. And 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 by the time I was 32, I was back starting over again because my private equity guys sold the business out from underneath me and. It really fortified in my mind that I wasn't going to work for or with anybody else. I wasn't going to use anybody else's money. And I was going to go out and recreate how to create value in the small and mid-sized business space. I reformatted uh, based on learning and reading a lot, uh, my own experiences, good, bad experiences. Found some phenomenal mentors in leadership with John Maxwell and operations with Jim Collins and and thinking correctly about how to make money with Sharon Lecter and 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 just started reading and applying a new way that I wanted to create to, to build businesses without needing anybody else's money. And I launched that business format in 2005. It's called Oddigy. And between 2005 and 2016, I organically built that business. Um, I call it reverse consolidation instead of me raising money and acquiring businesses. I went out to independent business owners and said, I'm going to help you grow and scale. I'm going to create the infrastructure, the systems, the technologies, um, and I'm going to guide and advise you on how not to make mistakes. And I've ended up building a business that I sold for 77 times EBITDA, 151 million. It was a shared equity model. So instead of raising money with investors and then hiring staff and then going out and buying businesses, I literally gave equity in my management company to my customers and said, as long as you're my customer, when I go sell, I'm going to share the equity with you. And so I ended up dispersing out about $35 million to my customers when I sold. And then that's when I became worth $100 million and, and sold for one of the highest values ever paid for a private company. And it was from a public company out of Denmark that wanted to deploy what I built in the U.S. into other countries. So they were a billion-dollar company. Uh, when they acquired me, and within 36 months, I deployed into eight countries and grew to four and a half billion, exited that, and then took all my research and all the business formats and the technologies and tried to figure out how I was going to grow a bunch of businesses in different industries. And so that set, uh, set my wife and I on kind of this journey of working with the private equity guys or or raising capital and, and doing it bigger. And then she said, you should look at some of these social media guys. And so we had a short list and did our homework and, and lo and behold, Grant, you know, he had a sales and marketing company and he had a real estate investment company and he didn't do any of the other things involved with building a business. So we went to GrowthCon 2019 to meet his audience. To, nobody knew who we were. We didn't know who they were and met all these business owners, thousands of business owners. And we were like, man, this could be home if we could talk Grant into partnering and approached him about it created a partnership in the middle of 2019. And what I said to Grant is, uh, in fact, if you go to the 10 elements slide, I'm going to, I'm going to show you guys a slide deck here, uh, some of the work that, that we do, but uh, there's 10 elements to building a, a business to 125 million and greater. And until a business is doing 125 million, it really can't afford a high level competency across these 10 elements. Um, and what I had really focused on building is first researching thousands of businesses to find out where they break and how they grow, looking at consolidation theories, disruption theories, things like Blockbuster and Hollywood, uh, things like Heartland Dental consolidation strategies, just looking at dozens of roll-up strategies, acquisition strategies, uh, businesses failed, businesses that grew and, and researched them from 2009 to 2017, spent millions of dollars on this research to come up with what elements need to be in what place to go from startup to 125 million. And when I went and met Grant, he was a world expert in marketing, a world expert in sales, which is number two, number three. And he, uh, he was an expert in investment thesis, which is, which is number 10. My expertise is in number one, uh, strategy, two operations, five finance, people, leadership, data, technology. And so when I showed him this and I said, you do three of the 10 and I do the other seven, if we came together, we could do all 10 together. And, and, and he said, hey, he's always wanted to do this. So let's launch. And we launched that business in, uh, in the middle of 2019. So we've been business partners. Uh, we're 50-50 partners. I'm the managing partner. Um, I run the company. And uh, we put his name on it. Uh, it's made sense to me since he was so well known. 
And that was how we started Cardone Ventures. And three and a half years later, we're managing $1.5 billion of businesses. Uh, we did, uh, if you go to the breakpoint slide. So I always like to say, look, you know, I, I want to tell you uh, our research, but I also want to show you that when you understand the research and you understand the strategy, you understand the 10 elements, how fast you can build a business. And so in our first year of business, we did uh, 14 million in revenue. So we went from startup to the middle of break point three. In our uh, second year of business, which was last year, 2021, we did 40 million in revenue. So we went from break point three to break point five. And this year uh, we're at 80 million in revenue that we did in 2022. So we're in break point six. And so when you understand the 10 elements and you understand that the things that need to be in place at what point in times, and you can architect your business, growing it from the top backwards, um, all you need now is the strategy piece. And, and, and this is where my expertise is. And the reason these breakpoints, there's seven breakpoints between startup and 125 million, it's because these are the natural, the top end of each of these breakpoints is the natural area where businesses hang up or they stagnate or they fail. 97% of all businesses under 100 million fail every 10 years, two thirds of them fail in the first five years. And 98% of all businesses under 100 million are actually under 3 million in size. So, so it shows you that as you go over the 3 million mark, how hard it is to actually get to 125 million. So there's there, we, I've done this up to $4 billion, um, these breakpoints. So we know where businesses uh, succeed and fail and what the causation of failure is and what to do about it. And I think that that's where I've spent the last 20 years and I've created a lot of value, Cardone Ventures. Uh, we have, uh, like we do with the billion and a half dollars of businesses we manage, we do a revaluation of every business every year based on five valuation methodologies that are used in the marketplace. And we revalued Cardone Ventures in our third year of business, and it's worth about 550 million uh, enterprise value. So we went from dead stop to a half a billion dollars of enterprise value in 36 months. And I would just encourage everybody listening to this that anybody that's got a business that's doing a million dollars in revenue, and you're generating between 250 and $500,000 of revenue per employee, I guarantee you have a $25 million business. And if you can get to 25, you should easily get to 125. It's just technically different. So this is the work I've been doing. This is what I help business owners do all day. And inside of Cardone Ventures, we've got businesses that were doing $3 million of revenue two or three years ago that are now 30, 40, 50 million. I love to see that kind of success. And I think business owners need that kind of help. So in a nutshell, that's who I am and that's what I do. I love it. These two charts are, are was my favorite thing that you put up in San Diego. It actually, we, you talk through a lot of these talking about like uh, snapbacks and things like that, that business owners make mistakes as they move up potentially too fast without building out some of these elements and some of the things that they're doing. Um, the question that I have specifically for the audience here is we're, most of the people on this call are probably in that first or second phase there, uh, potentially the third. I probably have a handful of people that are in that third, 8 million plus. Um, what do you see as the reason that companies fail in those areas, like these early areas of, of ramping up their business? Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it like this. If if uh, I like to use this analogy, let's assume that I get a sales job and I start making a hundred grand and I decide I'm going to build a house. Right. And so I start building, I, I, I go and I hire a contractor and I start building a house and, and they're halfway through building the house and I start making a lot of money. And I tell the contractor, throw a second floor on there and then throw a third floor. And then all of a sudden I, I hit the lottery, throw a fourth floor and throw a fifth floor and put a pool on the roof. And, and I just keep stacking as I go along. And then all of a sudden, uh, I host my first big party and and the house collapse and kills everybody because it was not engineered to go to five stories and have a pool on the roof. I did it as I went along and I had a reckless builder. Now, the 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 fact is, is that in today's world with construction, and I know you have a lot of property owners on here. So you, anybody that heard, hears that would say, well, obviously you wouldn't be allowed to do that because there's rules in place. You have engineers, you have, you have to get permits. You have to, yeah, but you know why all that exists is because people were doing it that way and shit was collapsing and killing people. And they put all these rules in place to make sure that if you're going to build a structure, you properly 
engineer it and it's built within parameters that are acceptable for what you're trying to do. The problem for small business owners is that none of those rules exist and there isn't anybody doing the engineering work. And so that's where I saw an opportunity. I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to go build a 10 story or or 50 story building without having somebody first build the architecture work, lay out how it's going to be done, pull the permits for it, make sure you get your design elements, make sure you pick out, you know, you're within budget, and then you start constructing. Well, businesses are built from the ground up and and, and until they implode. And that's why 97% of all businesses under $100 million fail. And the reason they fail is because business owners that find enough success just keep stacking on a faulty foundation. And so what we were able to identify is in breakpoint one, breakpoint two, breakpoint three, what things fundamentally and foundationally has to be in place? Like we know that in breakpoint one, 100,000 to 3 million, it's the what. If the what you do works, then what causes 98% of businesses to stay under 3 million is on average, they have under 12 employees. So once you start adding employees, once you get up to 10 employees or 12 employees, you're not an expert in finding, attracting, aligning, developing, retaining great employees. So you come into employee churn and as you get to 10 employees, 12 employees. And so the the and the costs of doing business start rising because you have more people, you have to get more customers, you got to spend more in marketing. And so the owner starts to make around $250,000 to $500,000 and they start pulling the money out of the business and they don't have enough money to risk growing the business. So they plateau and they sit there. And when they try to poke through to 4 million, 5 million, 6 million, their people fail them because the systems are failing their people. And, and, and because they're trying to stretch over the 3 million, all costs are going up because they're throwing more people and more marketing and more money at things. And they don't understand there's no strategy behind it. So, so then you get to break point two. And if what you're doing works, it's easy to get up into break point two and it feels really good. But if you're not tracking the fundamentals and you haven't created three leadership positions and go to break from point two to three, by the time you get to break point three, 15 million, between eight and 15, you need you need three leaders in the business. You, you need the visionary, you need the manager, and you need the builder. Well, a lot of business owners will try to be all three of those people, and then they just try to throw more people at solving problems. But it's not a cohesive strategy. And so, and they're not measuring the fundamentals of the business. And so you get erosion, you get cracks in the foundation from the weight. And, and then all of a sudden you get insecure and fearful. So it's easier to fall back into a position of fortification and people sit and, and then their costs over time go up. And so, you know, we just surveying 4,000 business owners across hundreds of different industries and, and, and recognizing the, the causation of why businesses fall into stagnation or, or decline and, and, and so a slip back is where you go from one break point to the next. And when you have a slip back, it's not catastrophic, but it does shake confidence. So if all of a sudden you get to 12 million and you fall back to eight and, and you got to go through the pain of restructuring your organization, you're like, oh my God, that hurt. I'm probably not going to try to stretch beyond. Um, a snapback is when you go two break points backwards and it's catastrophic. It's, it's, it's so much power collapsing on itself that usually puts the business out of business and you have more bankruptcies being filed right now than in the history of the small business space so so look it's just if you knew what the indicators were and you knew what you needed to have in place and you understood who was supposed to be doing what and the what is exactly how you would grow bigger better faster and there just isn't anybody that was doing that work so i made it my responsibility to do it and we're deploying it across thousands of businesses right now. I love that. Hey, if you guys are on, if you guys have a question for Brandon, drop it in the chat. And if I have time, I'll, I'll be able to make sure I get to your guys's questions once, once I get done with mine. So if you, something comes up throughout the time, just ask your question. Um, we have and, a lot. And, of so I, I was going to tell you, the reason that all this happens is because the number one thing on that, on the 10 elements is strategy. 
most businesses don't have a strategy. A strategy is to say, I want to be $100 million of revenue. I'm going to have 200 employees. I'm going to be creating this kind of value proposition. I'm going to be running at a 22% profitability ratio to 25%. I'm going to, like, strategy is being so clear and concise and fixated on, on the destination. And then you start building towards it. Um, what happens is almost all businesses are just built like a little volcano. They just keep spewing more revenues and they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then one day a side collapses in on it, it becomes dormant. And, 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 and that's how most businesses are built trial and error. Since you brought up that those 10 elements, can we go through those yeah, and, and kind of talk back. through your, your highlights of each one and what would be important for them to think about in each one of those? Actually go to the next page. The, the, these are the 10 elements, but the, the uh, sorry, the next one. This 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 is an eye chart, but I want to explain to you what you're looking at here. So at the top of this, the ten elements are across the top, and these ten elements, by the way, are laid out in the order in which you should be building your business. These aren't randomly just placed at the top. You should start a business after you have a strategy. You shouldn't start your business with no strategy and just figure it out. Now, I will tell you, majority of business owners, if you read Gerber, Emeth, the majority are technically good at something. They don't want a boss. They don't want to be told what to do. They don't want a limitation on their earnings. So they go start their own business. That What you don't want for the being the reason you start your business is not a strategy. So, so a strategy is like, what's the destination? What are we building to? What's the value creation? Then you go promote it, which is marketing. And promotion is senior to sales. Sales happens after you actually create demand. The number two reason that businesses say they fail is because there's no demand for product or service. So, so that's because somebody's not committed to promotion. If you're properly promoting, the sales should occur. And then as you generate sales, you need to add people to help you. Otherwise, 25 million out of 31 and a half million business owners work by themselves. So you're not really a business owner. You're just self-employed. And then as you add people, you need to figure out your operations. You need to figure out what they need to be doing across the spectrum of everything that gets done that generates the highest value. And then from there, you need to figure out your money. And then you're going to have to develop leadership. And then you're going to start tracking data. And then you're going to have to deploy technology. At $25 million of revenue, you're going to be running your business on 14 different systems. So, so, so the idea here is on the left side, top corner, you see 100,000. I'm sorry, at the bottom left, uh, left corner, you see 100,000 to 3 million. So that's break point one. So when you start your business, you might be good at one of these things. And, and maybe you're good at like promoting. Hey, I'm a lawyer. I'm starting my own law firm. I help business owners. And so you're promoting what you do. And then you start getting clients. If you're a plumber, you go out and tell people, I quit my job. I've started my own plumbing business. Um, and, and, and I'm looking for clients. I can come fix your sink. Uh, I don't, you know, I can get there faster than the other guys. I don't have a, a backlog so I can help you right away. You start promoting your features, benefits, and advantages. If you're in the HVAC space, you're like, Hey, I can come fix your HVAC because, uh, I've got some free time. And then you pick up a customer, one customer at a time until you create an HVAC business that's bigger. And so usually when you start your business in that hundred thousand to $3 million in revenue, you're good at something. Um, and, and now the, the differentiation by the time you're up at the top left corner, which is 75 million to 125 million, you need to have people in your organization that are experts at all 10 of those things. And they need to be working together as one team. And they're all going to have teams underneath them where you never make it to 75 to 125 million in revenue. So the implication for a, a small business is there's just no way you can be all those things. You can't be those 10 elements. No one has that much experience. And, and even I don't have that much experience. So, so you got to understand what it takes to go from the bottom of this grid to the top of the grid. And, and each one of those is a different break point and they need different competencies. And now it depends on what kind of business you are. If you're a services business or you're a technology business or you're a specialty business or you're a healthcare business, those are going to be different implications. And, and yet all businesses need all 10 elements. And so uh, private equity defines 
businesses that are around 125 million to 175 million, the term for those businesses are called a platform company. And the reason private equity refers to and defines businesses between 125 million and 175 million as a platform company is because in order to be that big and in order to afford the competency and the skill set, you're going to have the people and the systemization, you're going to have to be big enough to afford that. And so at 125 to 175 million, you would have experts across all 10 of these areas who would have teams that are all working together to the strategy to make the business work. And so any business that's 125 to 175 million, if, a, if you're in the private equity world, you would call that a platform company and they buy, those are highly valued businesses. In fact, there's 300, there was 362 SPACs, special purpose acquisition funds that were generated in the last 24 months. And they were all out trying to chase businesses that were doing $125 million to, to reverse merge into in order to consolidate those marketplaces. So, so you know, you, you just got to follow the money. And these breakpoints go all the way up to $4 billion. So, you know, I, I could show you if you're already $125 million, there's four more breakpoints to get to a billion. And, and, and basically, each one of these grids is a business cycle. And when you move from breakpoint one to breakpoint two, you're starting a new cycle. When you go from 3 million to 4 million, well, the top of breakpoint two is 8 million. So, so you can't assume what got you to 3 million is going to get you to 15 million. What you need to have in breakpoint two and breakpoint three and breakpoint four and breakpoint, they're going to be new elements because you're in new business cycles. And the multiplier is getting these 10 elements all working for you in each of these cycles and fundamentally understanding the type of people, the competency required, the skill set required, the contribution required, and the cost associated with that in order to be able to add expertise across these 10 elements as you grow and scale and get bigger. And, and the thing that business owners get frustrated with is they think they can find all this stuff out there paying people 30, 40, 50 grand a year. And they're just fooling themselves because they're trying to throw people at solving problems. And those people are low competency, high compensation people, because when you're a $3 million business, you can't afford a half million dollar team of people or a million dollar infrastructure. So, so you try to nickel and dime it up and, and the people you're hiring don't know what they're doing. You as a business owner are inexperienced or unexperienced because you haven't done it. So you don't know what you're doing. And one of the most important categories in here is leadership. And if you don't know how to find, attract, align, develop, and retain great people because you're a strong leader and you're not pressing into your team members and, and, and making sure they have the right mentors and they're working together as a collective team, it just gets unruly. And so businesses collapse as they get bigger. And so understanding that and understanding the rules necessary with growth and scale and, and, and value creation and the boundaries in which you grow and build your business, you know, there's just some fundamental rules that when you understand those rules, it's really super easy to get big fast because you live within the rules. And my market opportunity was nobody was teaching me this. I had to go figure it out myself. And I, deter I was determined that I was going to track everything that I did with every mentor, how I applied what I learned, what the results were, and create the blueprint for growing businesses because no one else was offering to help me do it. And if I could actually, but I, I acknowledge that I have to do this first to prove it works. So this is what I developed in the first business. Sold it for 77 times EBITDA to a billion dollar company because I showed them by applying this to all the businesses they own because big businesses are just a culmination of a bunch of little businesses. And I said, if I go do this inside of all your business units, you'll you'll 10x your growth. And, and I, in 36 months, we took them from a billion to four and a half. So I knew it worked. I proved it worked. And then I launched it with Grant Cardone. And in 36 months, we've we started a business from ground zero, no invested dollars, no capital, teaching exactly what we teach and do every single day. Three team members, me, my wife, who is the manager, and Heather, who is the builder that I brought in. 
Um, and, and I was the visionary and, and basically those three people launched this business that'll do 80 million this year, uh, made 40 million, almost $36 million of EBITDA. So driving massive profitability is also easy when you know the rules. So, so what I'm, I'm just a catalyst to teaching people to do exactly what we train them that we're doing every day and we're an open book. So anybody that comes in here, I have customers right now that when they sit in the room and they understand how much it costs to do business with me. And I tell them I run a 50% profit margin. It'd be easy for those customers to go, Oh my gosh, they're making too much money. This seems like it's a lot, but then I invite the customers to the, to the fundamental question. If I could teach you how to do exactly what I'm doing, would you want to learn it? And everybody says, yes. So it's been very successful being an open book. And, and I think it's a good way to run the business. When you're down here at the, at the bottom, starting out, you mentioned in the beginning, you're good at one thing. So you start this business. What do you recommend for that business owner to do to start kind of advancing? I, I'm assuming you you don't recommend that they go learn all of these other skills while they're running their business. Like what's the best early step for a business owner to do? And then as they start moving up, what does that look like to kind of advance their skill set? And what would you recommend to them? Yeah. So the first rule is understanding that if that, and this is, you would only know this if you worked with us because no one else talks about it. But when we did the research across 4,000 businesses, we saw that businesses that were generating 100,000 in revenue per employee weren't making any money. The owner was only making money based on their own personal production. So we call those businesses thin and wide. So a lot of people, a lot of revenue, no money. Um, but what we saw are businesses between 250,000 in revenue to 500,000 in revenue per employee. Um, the 250,000 on average were making between 18 and 20% profit. And the businesses at a half a million were making between 25% and 40% profit. So, so if I was starting a business, like I started Cardone Ventures, I would know that I need to be able to generate between $250,000 and $500,000 of revenue per employee. And then if I add an employee, I need to explain to that employee that their contribution to the business either needs to also generate $250,000 to $500,000 of revenue, or it needs to allow me to go generate a million if I add another person. So if I'm already doing a half a million and I add another person, then, then that should free up two-thirds of my time, energy, and effort so I can then go generate a million while they're doing the things that are bogging me down. So the first rule of three is you identify where you're spending all your time, energy, and effort. You, you create three categories. Your highest value contribution to the business, the time you're spending all your energy on doing things you're not very good at, and a third of the stuff that you know you should be doing, but you're not doing. Now, I'm going to try to hire two people to take care of the middle category and the far right category, freeing me up to spend more time, energy, and effort doing what I do. So if I'm doing a quarter of a million to a half a million of revenue by myself, and I add two people, that should propel the business between 750,000 and a million five of revenue. And I'm going to just continue to follow those rules. And the rule of three goes, you go from one to three, from three to nine, from nine to 27. So now do the math. If you have 27 people at 250,000 of revenue, do the calculation. And then if you have 27 people, 5 million. Okay. And if you're able to get to 500,000 in revenue per employee and you have 27 people, you're doing 13 and a half million in revenue. Yep. See, and if you just follow the rules now, if I'm in the insurance space and I'm out generating a quarter of a million of commissions by myself and I go hire a front office person and a back office person, then I know the rule is I should minimally go from 250 to 750,000. And I explained to them that your job is to help me get there. Or you're also could be a revenue generator. It's your job to also generate revenue. But I set these rules in place. Everyone I hire, I'm crystal clear with them about their roles, their responsibilities, their contributions, and, and, and what the value proposition is to them. And, and so if I just live by certain rules, I know for a fact, if you can create a business that's doing 250000 to $500,000 of revenue per employee, and it doesn't matter what the business is. You could be a window cleaner. You could be a pressure washer. You could own a restaurant. You could uh, be in the insurance space. You could be a construction person. You could be doing real estate. You, you know, whatever it is, if you can, if you could generate. And so revenue though is, you also got to understand what revenue is. Revenue isn't if I'm a contractor and I have a 5% uh, GCI fee 
and I'm doing a hundred million dollar project, I have to be real about, I, you know, I might run in the room and pound on my chest and go, I'm doing a hundred million, but you're not, you're doing 5 million. The hundred million is the gross revenue. The 5 million is the net revenue. So you base those numbers off the 5 million. Same as if you're a real estate agent and you go, oh, I do a hundred million in, in sales. Okay, well, maybe that's true, but if you're getting two and a half percent of your hundred million, you're doing two and a half million. So you got to be real about what your actual revenue is. And 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 I always say revenue is vanity, profit sanity. And then you got to target your profitability. And if you live in those boundaries and and you build according to those numbers I gave you, you can go build. You know, if you can do two fifty to five hundred thousand dollars of revenue in any business, as long as it's moral, legal, and ethical, you can build a twenty-five million dollar business as, uh, within five to to eight years. And if you can get to twenty-five million, then it's going to be harder, but you can get to one hundred twenty-five million. I love that. I, I have a follow-up question from uh, someone in the chat. How long of a window do you allow for the generation of that additional uh, revenue per employee? So when you're bringing those employees in, what should a timeline look like? for you to use that rule of three to kind of measure. Yeah. That. So 90, so for me, if, if employees enter the equation, understanding their role, their responsibility, how they co, co uh, collaborate in order to get the result that they're responsible for helping the business get. And you have a 30, 60, 90 day onboarding strategy for each of those employees. See, this is where having process and organization comes into place. And so that's operations in this chart, by the way. Um, and so people is in this chart. So this is why operations is after people, because if you just hire people and throw them at the business, it'll train wreck the business. So, so these are in order. And, 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 and so when you create process for your people um, and you know how to promote, which is marketing. So I call it the four P's. You got to promote, you got to generate a profit, you got to have a process, you add people. Then to go to 25 million, you model, mimic, master what you can prove works and then you just multiply more people and that'll get you to 25 million so you live by you live and die by the rules there's not a lot of them but you got to know what they are and you got to understand how to put this process in place and you can blow up your business you know i partnered with grant he's five times bigger than he was 36 months ago when we partnered that does not include this new business that we created from thin air that that did 80 million dollars last year so, so, you know, there's plenty of examples like 10X Health. We bought 10X Health in September. 10X Health, uh, Gary Brecka took 40 pounds off of me because Grant said, work with my guy. And I was watching Gary run around, do amazing work for people, but he was entirely tapped out because he was unbelievable over in the technical side. So, you know, the number ninth spot, he's a technician. He's a bi human biologist who knows how to optimize the body. Now he had six people working for him, but they didn't have any strategy. They didn't have any marketing. It was all word of mouth. They didn't know how to convert sales. It was happening accidentally. They didn't know how to add people. They didn't know how to operationalize the business. They didn't know how to set the proper foundation or financial foundation. So none of this was taking place. So we bought that business. I said to Gary, do you want to have 100% of something small that's going to burn you out and you're going to lose your passion? Or do you want to have a, 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 a piece of something that could be billions? And he goes, I'd rather have a piece of something that could be billions and, and create the impact that I want to create across the world. We bought that business in September. I reverse engineered these 10 elements. We're doing a million dollars a week now in 15 months. And that number will grow in the next four months to $2 million a week. So, so you know, it's like if you understand what works, and you apply the principles of growth, you sh growing and scaling is, is, is a lot easier than people think it is. And it's frustrating for me that nobody is, you know, I, I sat through a Wharton, uh, how to create a unicorn company from zero to a billion dollars of value. I sat in a, in a three month class and it was being taught from a dentist who had a $3 million business. So, so my first question at the first day of the classes, if if we're learning how to build a unicorn business from Wharton, a school of business, from zero to a billion in value, why are we being taught by a dentist who had a $3 million dental practice? Because the fact is those that don't know how can't teach. Because what I know is that at each top end of each breakpoint, it is the nuance, the granular incremental improvement, the nuance of getting better that allows you to break to the next level. So if a guy that's 
3 million in revenues trying to tell me how to get to a billion. I know he doesn't know what those granular nuances are. And, and so the, the, the problem here is, is that there just isn't accessibility to data and information. And that's our secret sauce. I'm, now I'm openly sharing it because I share my IP. That's one of the things John Maxwell and I've talked about for 10 years. He, he's like, man, you are an open book. And I said, John, I learned it from you. I interviewed John in 2011 in front of 1,500 people. And I'm like, John, you these other authors give you these notifications that say you can't record our conversations. You can't repeat any of my stuff. You can't use my IP. I go, you told me, use whatever you want, Brandon. And, 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 and I don't care, write whatever you want and use it. And I said that. And I asked you, well, why are you different than those other guys? And he says, because when you're a one-trick pony and, you, and the only thing you have is one concept or one idea and you don't know how to iterate, you're going to protect it with everything you have. But when you're an open book and you're creating all the time, you don't have the fear of people stealing your stuff or trying to figure it out. And he goes, so I just would rather be an open book and share everything and invite people to come learn with me and let it iterate then try to protect the one or two things I have. So for me, I'm a totally open book because I also have the confidence that you're not just going to be able to go talk about this. It's going to be the practical application of doing it that matters. Well, I, I think that's, th th first of all, that's amazing. Like I love the no fear of losing IP. I feel the exact same way. Uh, I just, anything that I've ever learned, I just want to share it. And it's rare, it's rare that people are actually going to go take it and, and do it. And I think it's very clear to, to all of us on this call that, that you know a lot more than anybody else they've ever heard from on this topic. Like I, I'm looking in the chat. I need to rewatch this three or four times. Um, I do too, personally. And, um, and and it's amazing. So one thing that I see here is, is it's spot on. I think everybody on this call is looking at this chart going, yep, that's me. They can see themselves somewhere in here. Typically what I see inside of our real estate programs and everybody that I coach and teach is that they're either good at marketing and sales or they're good at operations. And the the salespeople are probably the most deadly. They go out and they build a, they build a business that's that's churning a bunch of deals. They're making a lot of money, and they're growing it. And exactly what you're saying, they're just stacking levels on top of the house and just building it up and up and up. And eventually, it it falls down. But a lot of people they find then they find that the operational side start hiring people. They find the operational side where usually it's some sort of business operating system that they bring in or something that they use. And they find that, and that's the thing that propels them into the next level. So a lot yeah, of people- Yeah, so they'll go, and, and you know, it's like, there's some, like a buddy of mine uh, wrote the book Traction, um, Gina Whitman. And, and, you know, you can go hire integrators, but he still runs into the same problem. Those, and, you know, he sold his business because the FTC cracked it because he built it wrong. So, so at the end of the day, they were forced to pivot from a license program to a franchise program. So I always tell people, look, even Gino being a genius that he is, he engineered the strategy side of the business was built wrong. And so he was forced into selling it in order to make a deal with the, with the FTC. So I tell people, um, you know, you, you, you know, if you only want to build a 50 or $75 million business, do it the way he did it, because that's what he was able to do. But if you want to build a half a billion dollar business or a billion dollar business, then you got to understand these 10 elements are important. And so if you if you go hire a traction coach, I always tell business owners, you know, the quality of your questions will always determine the impact of your results. And if you want to create a $10 million business, talk to people who've created a $10 million business. If you want a $50 million business, talk to people who've created a 50. Don't be talking to people if you want a $50 million business that have created a $5 million business. So you got to learn to ask the right questions. Now, here's another question. The quality of your questions will determine the impact of the results. So do you want a $50 million business that could be worth 20 million or do you want a 50 million dollar business that could be worth 150 million so just having a 50 million dollar business in itself means you could spend the same energy and effort and create a business that's worth 10 million or create a business worth 150 million so you should extend the question beyond how do you get to 50 million to how do you create a 50 million dollar business that you could sell for 150 million dollars because that's going to be a different business than a 50 million dollar business that pays you three million dollars a year or four or five million dollars a year so you got to learn to ask really super good questions. And John Maxwell talks about law of curiosity. And that's a principle that we have is the quality of your questions will determine the quality of your impact. So I always tell business owners, don't just ask one question, ask three questions. Anytime you're going to get guidance or advice from somebody, 
If you're going to seek any wisdom, get any opinion, let anything into your brain, you got to learn to ask the right questions before you hear the information. And, and, and the question when anyone's going to give me a suggestion or a recommendation that I ask is first question is what's the most amount of money in a year you ever made? That would, that would, that'll, that'll eliminate 99% of the people that have free advice, uh, have an opinion. It'll eliminate your professors. It'll eliminate, it'll eliminate all the people that think that they know what they're talking about. Uh, because if your desire is to make a million a year or 10 million a year or a hundred million a year, I'm certainly not going to ask somebody how to do it if they've never done it because they don't know how to do it or they would be doing it. The second question is, what's the biggest thing you've ever built? And I want to, I want to, I want to quantify that. I want to qualify that in form of revenues, number of employees and profitability. Because if I want to build, because here's the thing, this is where strategy is important. Do I want to have a hundred million dollar company or do I want to have a company that will give me a hundred million dollar net worth? So those are two different things. So I could spend the same energy building a $100 million company that could give me a $30 million net worth, or I could build a $100 million company that could give me a $100 million net worth or a $200 million net worth. So if I'm not building anything yet, I would go out to the marketplace and say, what kind of industries are hot right now that if you had a $100 million company earning 20%, it'd be worth $100 million to $125 million. I'd simply need to go ask some brokers, like, have you sold any businesses that were doing $100 million in revenue for more than $100 million in value? And if they said, yeah, yeah, these sectors, these businesses, then I would go put my attention on that versus just trying to build a $100 million company across any industry. Because you could build a $100 million company in the construction space where you're making 5%, and that 5% is profiting 20%. So I'm making a million dollars a year on a $100 million company, but I got all the headaches of running a $100 million company, and I could go sell it for 6 or $7 million. Well, why would I want to go do that? Whereas I could go into specialty construction like HVAC, and I could have an HVAC company doing 100 million that's worth 200 million dollars. So, 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 so the quality of your questions will determine the quality of your results. So, the three questions: Hey, what's the biggest thing you've ever built? Quantified by number of employees and profitability. So that's the second question. First, what's the most amount of money you've ever made in a year? Second is, what's the biggest thing you've ever built? And then the third question, if I'm going to get advice from somebody, is what's the biggest exit you've ever had? Like. Like an exit could be if I built my business to 50 million, I built a development team, I've got a core team in there running it, I no longer have to work in the business and it pays me 20% a year, I'm making $10 million a year. Well, that's a pretty healthy business. So, so an exit isn't that you sold, an exit is that you're no longer responsible or obligated to do the daily responsibilities so you can go put your time, energy, and effort on something else to create more value somewhere else. And people always talk about wanting to get into real estate investing. Well, you know, when I built my business over, over 12 years, I generated $50 million of profits, which allowed me to acquire with a couple of partners, uh, you know, 690,000 square feet of mini storage that, that when I sold my business, I took $100 million out after taxes, about 78 million bucks. And, and, and now I'm the second largest investor next to Grant in Cardone Capital. So I'm diversified across 8,500 units. And, and that pays me a million three a year. My storage pays me a million dollars a year. So, and I don't run or manage or even have to show up to any of those things. So to me, having a, a, a strategic, uh, uh, um, initiative about what I want for passive income, what I want for active income, where I'm going to take my active income to create more value, to create more path. That's all strategy. I want to talk to somebody. That's what drew me to Grant Cardone. I had already created a hundred million dollar net worth. My next target was 350 million. And then my next target was a billion. So I went to Grant and I'm like, 
I had five things I wanted to qualify. Number one was, can I compliment your existing business? Well, he did three of the seven of the 10 things here. I did the seven. So the answer was yes. Natalie and I, my wife wanted to build something together. So was he building with his wife? And so we saw that before we met him that he and Elena worked together. So that was important to us. Third thing, was his net worth greater than 350 million? There'd be no point in me working with Grant Cardone to learn how to get to 350 million if Grant was only worth $100 million. I already achieved that. So, so I needed somebody. And then the fourth thing is, could I complement his existing business and add value faster? And then the fifth thing, are they the type of people we could believe in, have confidence with, and that we can have fun with? Because you don't want to work with people that you don't have a good time with. So those were our five criteria. And, and we were so clear about it when we showed up to GrowthCon, we were looking to see if those five boxes could be checked. Because I understand that before I do anything, I need to have the first box, which is strategy figured out. And then the rest will fall into place, right? So, so I, if there's one thing I can give your listeners here and why we've rolled out the Unbreakable Business Challenge is because if you do these 10 elements and you do them in sequence and you do them in order and you do it with awareness and comprehension, you cannot fail. And if you're already someone who's, who has the resilience and the confidence to become successful at any one of these levels, then getting to the next level is going to be so much easier. And ultimately, Grant and I are looking for people we can partner with and co-invest in and co-invest with and create our own community because we see that with the $12 trillion small to mid-sized business space that's fragmented and disorganized and deconstructed, that if we can get in there and construct it and, and, and synergize it and make it more efficient and effective and build relationships and get help work with people that will give us 10 or 20% of their business as an alternative to private equity, we can go create a multi-trillion dollar marketplace that will create, you know, 50, $100 billion in net worth for us. And that's what we've agreed we're going to be doing. But that all fits to the strategy side and the rest is falling into place. Amazing. Uh, so you, you mentioned the challenge. Uh, I know we're wrapping up on time here. We're at the end. What I'd like to ask you just last question is, uh, so when I heard you speak, that's when I was like, okay, like this is something that I'm going to buy, like your unbreakable business system. Everything, I think everybody is listening, sees the combination of Grant who came on last week and talked to them on the marketing and sales side and the combination of you. It This is an insane pairing of value. And so everybody that didn't know Brandon on the beginning of this call, you will never forget Brandon, I'm sure, just like I didn't. Um, what are you going to be putting together inside that unbreakable business system that you guys, the course that you guys are launching during the challenge? Because these guys have had an opportunity to to talk about that with Grant. Yeah, so I shot uh, the the ten elements. Uh, I shot, I I put them into four categories. I think it was uh, zero to eight million, eight to twenty five million, twenty five to seventy five million, seventy five to one hundred twenty five million, and I shot how to apply these in the business. Um, and, and so I created a whole bunch of bonus content as well, as did my wife, who's the president of Cardone Ventures. She built, she did all the people equation stuff because it's such, you need, you need velocity with people. And so we created a whole series for anybody that, that moves into the, I, I forget what, how that it's, it's rolled out. You've got, you know, the, 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 um, you know, as well as I do, but they, for like a thousand dollars, you can get all that content. And so I shot a majority for what you saw in an hour. I shot a condensed version, but it's it's like ten hours of content uh, condensed into an hour of, of of very sequenced videos. And my wife came in and did the same for people. And so we're going to contribute that because look, the the thing is, we just got to expand the mind. We know that we're all going to figure out how to work together in the future and. But it all starts with relationships and your guys' confidence. And do you believe in what we're saying? Does does the stuff we're, we're giving you a value work? Can you apply it and get results bigger, better, faster, more impactfully, more valuably? And, and so this is the entree into that. And it's about building relationships. People don't want to work with people they don't know and they don't like or trust. But when you know somebody, you like them and you trust them you know, it makes doing business easy. So, so this is the entry into that. And, and, and we've never really taken the best of Grant and Brandon and the rest of our team and put it into an offering where people can meet us with something that we feel will drive immediate value in their lives. And so that's, that's why we launched this program. 
yeah, these guys are all in my mastermind groups. We have three different mastermind or early level, uh, single family, higher level, single family and a multifamily mastermind. So they're, there are no strangers to investing in themselves. And when, so when I went out to San Diego and then I went down to Grant's office there in Florida, just seeing what you guys put together and, and getting to like see your presentation for an hour and knowing that you're breaking down each level of business with all those 10 elements and doing a training in there. Like that's, that's what I'm most looking forward to. And then Grant obviously teaching the other, the five pillars of money mindset, marketing, sales, communication, and scaling. So all of that put together for 997, I was like, I, yeah, I it's ridiculous. honestly, it's ridiculous totally. because it's, 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 um, it, it, what you talked about, um, we complement each other so well in those areas, but look, I'll just be honest with you. Like the money mindset, I had a money mindset. I mean, no one's gonna, everyone that knew me, I came from nothing, right. Least likely to succeed high school graduate, no college, like, like I just grinded it out and figured it out and created a hundred million dollar net worth. So the people that were were around me were like, oh my gosh, he's arrived and everything. But 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 I wanted to get to 350 million. And in working with Grant in, in less than 40 months, my net worth is now $375 million. So so for a thousand dollars, you get entry into those mindsets and into the practical aspects of exactly how we're doing it broken down in real time with what we're doing in the moment for a thousand dollars. And John Maxwell talks about everything rises and falls on, on, on leadership, but, uh, and he and I have gone around and around about this. I say everything rises and falls on your level of belief. If you got low belief, then you're accepting low leadership. If you have super high belief, then you got to develop yourself up to create capacity in order for the actualization, the realization of whatever you believe in actually happening. This is going to be the beginning of everyone's belief getting blown through the roof because we went into meticulous detail, not only of what we're doing and how we're doing it. Grant's gone when I met him 40 months ago, he went from raising a couple hundred million dollars to be the first human being on the planet that's raised over a billion dollars for multifamily. Who would not want to learn from somebody that has no middlemen, no commissions, raised it all on social media, no marketing expenses? Like, like who wouldn't want to replicate that? And the highest compliment to success is model mimicking and mastering what's already been proven to work. So he's doing that for real estate. I'm doing it for business. Pete's coming in with the rest of the team. We're tying it all together and showing everybody exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it so that you can decide if you want to model, mimic, and master what we've already proven works. And all yeah, that for a thousand bucks. It's 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 insane. So the other piece of it that I, I don't know if I've shared with you guys yet is I'm going to watch that and go through it right along with you. I'm buying it. I'm going through it. I'm watching it. And then what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take that and do the application to your businesses in real estate. So I know your businesses so well, and I know where you guys are, and I'm going to meet you where you are, and I'm going to take it. And I'm going to say, here's how I would execute all of these items in a real estate business, just like I built. So And, 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 and to, to that point, I worked with Grant. Grant said to me three years or two, uh, uh, 18 months ago, he goes, let's reverse engineer exactly what I did in multifamily and run them through your breakpoints. So we are also introducing, and it'll be the first time, our breakpoints for building a multifamily real estate portfolio, reverse engineering exactly what Grant did to go from a, a few hundred doors to, to uh, you know, to almost 13,000 doors. That that's awesome. That's a huge benefit because I mean, I, I raise all the capital for our real, for our multifamily mastermind. We have quite a few operators. So I partner with an operator and I'm the money guy. So me being able to build and scale a single family house flipping wholesaling real estate business. Um, I know that I can take that stuff and implement it in your guys's business, exactly what you need to do and just kind of distill it because sometimes you guys get a course and you're, you're, it, it's confusing of how to apply that specifically to your business. However, um, I don't think that's the case here. Like Brandon is so good at breaking these things down and training you on exactly those 10 elements and what to do. Um, it's going to be really exciting. And we're also going to have an event here after the 10X Growth Con. You guys get a virtual ticket to the 10X Growth Con with the 997. And then right afterwards here, I'm going to have a fulfillment event February 20th and 21st at the office where we're going to do a hybrid. It'll be virtual and live where then I can help you guys kind of go through each of the elements and answer any questions and anything like that after they've trained you. So uh, I'm really excited about all the things that we're doing and then we've been doing with Grant and Brandon and their team together. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be promoting this or bringing it to you guys if I didn't believe in it. 
And uh, I think it's pretty clear the combination that I, I'm so incredibly thankful that Grant came on last week and Brandon came on with us today. So you guys can see the one-two punch. It's it's really, it's obvious why they're so successful, right? And you know, you're, it's your commitment to your group and to yourself because we've got 150 people that are, are part of our partners in doing this. And you're the first person that actually asked me to get on a call. So the fact is, you know, you thinking outside the box and stretching yourself, the fact that you've gotten Grant and I, uh, nobody gets us on, on the, I mean, you know, it's like, it just doesn't happen, but we said yes. And, 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 and you made that happen for your constituency. That tells everybody about the type of person you are about making things happen. And we will be guilty by association of the people we're spending our time around. And the, the old saying that the top five people that you're listening to, you will become like. So so you're making it happen for your team, which is, shows your commitment not only to yourself, but to the people that are on this call with you. Okay. I think it's absolutely insane that I'm the first person that asked you to come on because this was like, I, I need Brandon on here for sure, because my people are very much, they think like this, they act like it's very much systems, operation, um, data, science, these kind of things that I talk about and teach being a background in engineering, flying helicopters and airplanes and all that stuff. So I'm thankful that you guys took the time to spend with us. And I do want to be respectful of your time. We're a few minutes over. So yeah, good. Um, can you guys give Brandon like a big thanks in the chat and just Brandon, it's amazing to spend time with you. And I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this over and over and over again as well. And I can't wait to watch the course and the trainings that you put together, I know it'll be insanely valuable for me. Awesome. Did we I, record it or did you record it? I've got the recording. Oh, okay, if you guys cool. want it, I'll yeah, send it good. to you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Guys, I'm going to stay on with you. If you have any questions that uh, about the the course, anything like that, I'm more than happy to answer them. So just shoot shoot me some questions if you guys have them. Um, it's grantcardone.com slash bill. I would love, a lot of you guys jumped in already. I'm excited to kind of walk alongside of you on this. And uh, if you're not ready for that, after these two calls, join the challenge, check out the challenge, uh, see what it is. But I mean, the reason why I tried to get access to it ahead of time for you guys, nobody else has seen this. Like they haven't launched it to anybody. And like Brandon said, that that's not a lie. Like Grant and Brandon, it was hard, like really hard to get them to come on these calls. <laughs> it was not easy. And if you're, if you're, you, you know what you want, you have a goal, you have a dream, you're consistent with the actions. And you're just asking over and over and over again. They knew that I, I wasn't going to take no for an answer. And we just figured out how to make it happen. And so um, I think it's really important for, uh, for you guys to do that. So 